With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watched the Movie. Uh, Mike here. Jay uh, could not be here on the podcast tonight. He wasn't feeling too well. Uh, got a case of the uh, mega herpes inflamed again. But I've got Tommy from the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast to do a review of the Royal Rumble tonight with me. What's up, Tommy? What's up, Mike? Uh, I was going to interrupt you and go, and I'm Jay, but I didn't because <laughs> then everybody would be like, you're not fucking Jay, dude. Don't play. Should have just done the whole fucking thing that way and not <laughs> – anything and <laughs> seeing people be like is jay okay he doesn't sound like himself you know and, or, just, and just be like get out now the whole yeah. time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh the heels and quads podcast we, they were actually kind of kind enough to let us be on their show a little while back if you go and check it out i'm gonna put the link to all of their shit on the bottom of all these shits when i post these on the internet shits all so the that shits. can check. Yeah. All the shits for sure. I can honest to God endorse these dudes. They're funny. I listened to the podcast for the first time, uh, back when we were on their show and I laughed my ass off. If you guys like us, I can fully endorse their channel. If you're into wrestling, totally awesome. Definitely subscribe to it. And, uh, if you would, Tommy, uh, just give us some background, man, on, on what it is you guys do. Let the people know how fucking rad you guys are. First, just let me say, that was the sweetest intro uh, of all time, podcast history. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, Levi and myself, he's, he's my co-host. He also has herpes. I think uh, he got it from Jay. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, start, we, we were like, man, big wrestling fans, obviously. And throughout my life, I've been in and out. I've taken breaks from it. And, you know, life happens and you kind of don't like something that's going on. So you give up on it and then you come back. Usually around this time, Royal Rumble, I always came back because it's my favorite event of the year beating WrestleMania by far, because it's exciting. You get to see who goes on to WrestleMania to wrestle the champion anyways. So 2017, we'd been talking about it for probably I'd say a year, maybe six months. And finally I was like, okay, I'm just going to look it up, try to figure out how to do a podcast. Because we were, we live three hours away from each other, so it's hard to do videos like, you know, you and Jay. Uh, but, you know, every once in a while we'll, we've put a video out on YouTube, which is weird because nobody wants to see my fucking face. That's for sure. Um, but finally figured out how to do a podcast uh, through an app called Anchor. We don't use it anymore. Uh, we've moved on to a different distributor. But um, it was just... I wanted to do something that I was passionate about. I'm passionate about wrestling. My kids love it. My wife loves it. Um, so it's something that we could talk about and try to resonate with other fans that maybe had the same opinion as we did, or even better, like try to sway them our way and, and try to basically just try to be the best at what we do. So we were so good at predicting WrestleMania months in advance that we were like, okay, yeah, we definitely need to do this because I mean, we'd have it nailed to the fucking T and we still can. And neither one of us really watch WWE product all that much anymore. 
with uh, AEW now on TNT and New Japan Pro Wrestling, which if, if you're a wrestling fan and you don't watch New Japan, you're definitely missing out because that's that's where it's at for sure. But uh, and, and just like having a podcast and a wrestling podcast and getting to talk to childhood heroes like we had Diamond Dallas Page on and like, dude, like I've become friends with Diamond Dallas Page, who I grew up fucking idolizing. That's like, fucking nuts. It's weird, dude. And like, I'll text him, and he'll text me right back. Oh my god! Or yeah, it's <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And uh, like with his DDPY, I mean that shit's awesome. Like I I do it, and it, I mean especially if you're getting older and you can feel your bones start fucking creaking, like DDPY is where it's at. I'll plug that for him. Um, That's Diamond Dallas Page yoga for the yeah. uninitiated. I knew yeah. that one. Yeah, it's not your mama's yoga. Um, and then like Jeff Jarrett, we, we had Jeff Jarrett on, who was another big, uh, WCW name. And I mean, he was in WWF forever and just, you know, and then we got to meet Jeff Jarrett and Diamond Dallas Page when we went to, uh, uh, all in, which was the precursor to AEW, uh, that company, they did, ran one show, sold out a 10,000 seat arena and we were a part of it. We were one of the podcasts that was selected to be a part of that show. And it was awesome. And getting a mingle with all these people I grew up you know, watching and these real life fucking superheroes that play a character on TV and you're walking down the hallway and you're like, Oh shit, there's badass Billy Gunn sitting there on his phone, you know? And it's, Holy it's shit. Just, yeah, yeah, dude, it's just, it, it, that kind of shit just blows my mind. And, and now, you know, it, with our podcast that, you know, people fucking listen and care about our opinions, which blows my fucking mind. Oh, I get that feeling. Yeah, I totally get that. And people still don't care what our opinions are, but I like to pretend that they do, and that makes me feel special when we do it. But how I got to ask you, though, when you guys went to that thing, how badly were you shitting your pants from the second that you found out you were going to be able to do that with the podcast to actually arriving at the arena? Was it just miserable? Did you honestly like hate it? Uh, <laughs> uh, if anybody has ever listened to our podcast, the the uh, all-in uh, review show that we did, we recorded from the car coming back from Chicago, which we live in Arkansas, so it's, it was like an eight-hour drive. Mm-hmm. We'd been together for two or three days, most time we've ever spent together, literally hating each other, hating life. We uh-huh. hated it. We hated the fucking event. Like, the, the show, the wrestling show was great. But the convention was so fucking miserable for us. Like, other than, like, meeting the, meeting the wrestlers and talking to them was cool. But it was just like you felt like you didn't know what you were doing. You couldn't really enjoy it. So like if we just went as fans, we probably would have had a lot better of a time. But Mm -hmm. it was cool because we got that name out there. We got our brand out there. We got our show out there. And we got we met a lot of cool fans that we already had. And we made new fans. So that aspect of it was awesome. But as far as like when we found out we were going to be a part of it, like you talk about shit in your pants. Like I remember sitting, me and my wife were sitting outside of our house, you know, just drinking a couple of beers or whatever, talking. And I got the email that, you know, we were accepted to be a part of it. And I'm like, I texted work right away. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm asking for this off. I'm not going to be there. If you guys can't figure it out, figure it out because I'm not going to be there. So, <laughs> but I mean, it, it was, it, I mean, it was a cool experience. I, I wouldn't take it back. For, for anything, that's for sure. But yeah, that's the just, thing. I always just think. being together, dude. Just ugh. He's <laughs> like, just literally, like you hated the time with your co-hosts. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> me and Levi were just like, 
<laughs> you know, we stayed in the same room. We stayed like this shitty ass extended stay, and we just like would roll over in the morning, look at each other, and just be like, ugh. <laughs> and fucking look at you again. No, I love him. He's great. This is this is why Jay and I drink. Mm-hmm. This is why we drink. And I, I get just... in trouble for drinking when I'm when we're recording the podcast. I get yelled at a lot. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I I understand that, man. A lot of people can't operate that way. And people give a shit. Like one time I met somebody and they were super sweet, but their uh their uh, wife or girlfriend or whatever it was looks at me and my wife's there too. And this was a, an event that we were drinking at or whatever. Uh, I always feel like people think that we drink in our real lives so much more than we actually do. Just because when we hang out, we'll always just have a couple. And by a couple, sometimes, I mean, we'll literally have like two, three beers, whatever, like, you know. But because so often we've had a drink on the show, uh, like this lady was like, so she's the one pointing to my wife. She's like, she's the one who, who takes care of the kids, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I, and she didn't mean anything by it. Like she, she thought. I think in her world, the way that she saw me, she thought I was gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, bro." <laughs> she just assumed you're a raging fucking alcoholic. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge. I'm like, I'm a super hands-on dad. Like I do, you know, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm not walking around here like fucking, you know, wasted all the time. Just cause, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. But that, yeah, a lot of times that's, that's. Alcohol cures a lot of things in those situations. <laughs> and, and I can break character a little bit because it's not, you know, my show, but I'd literally drink one night a week. I drink Saturday nights and that's it. <laughs> like, so anybody that, that if, if you're listening, you listen to the show, like it's all a fucking joke. <laughs> I'm literally a character on that show. Yeah. I can't say that. I can't say that I only drink one night a week, <laughs> but, but uh, see my one night I do it in excess. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, guys, it, it's amazing. Definitely go subscribe to them. Give them all the love you can. And so many people have asked us to do wrestling stuff before, and we've we've dipped into it a little bit here and there. But uh, on my end of the spectrum, I was really happy to have Tommy come on and do this because he knows his shit. He knows what he's talking about. I am. My background is I used to watch it when I was a kid. And uh, back in the 90s, heyday, right? All that shit. But we also couldn't afford to buy the pay-per-views. So all I knew was Raw and WCW Nitro. And I got really into it for for a while there as a kid in like middle school. But again, never watched the pay-per-views, never knew what was going on other than renting the old ones and stuff like that. So I've only even seen a couple Royal Rumbles myself. But with they've made it so accessible now with the with this monthly package, it's like nine ninety nine, and you can just WWE keep, Network nine ninety nine. Yeah. Your first month's free. Yeah, and that's what I've done is just make a bunch of fake accounts and get free months over and over again. But that's I didn't make that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I used to pay for like it. I'm like, ah, fuck that shit. No. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask you at some point. I was gonna be like, hey, I wonder if I could just get his password. <laughs> I almost asked you if you wanted it actually. <laughs> That's hilarious. We literally got our, we brought our account back up right at the end. But yeah, so like I watched last month's. I was sitting here doing work and I watched last month's. Uh, what was it? The Tables and Ladders? Uh, yeah, TLC. Yeah. yeah. I watched that one and I had a good time watching it. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool if, it'd be cool if I don't have time to follow this, like with all the movie stuff and stuff we're doing. Like I don't have time to follow wrestling uh, as much as it would be cool to. But it would be fun to just watch the pay per views every month. So that's yeah, why or, I wanted to do. Or you know what I was going to actually suggest, and, and I mean, I was going to actually say it off air, but why not? Fuck it. Uh, like the big ones, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, 
SummerSlam, Survivor Series, even if you guys just did that, I mean, that's that's what I mean. Your fans would love that because I've seen you know people say do more wrestling on your channel. So hmm. I yeah. mean, I, I, and the ones you've done are great. I loved it. Uh, the Austin and Booker T in the grocery store. That's one of my favorite fucking moments ever. So you, I mean, you guys nailed that one. It, it was great. I loved that one. And see, that's I'm in my wheelhouse. I know what's going on with that stuff. And Jay, Jay's honestly, he he was a bigger wrestling fan growing up than I was, so he knows more about like the the golden age and all that stuff. I think that's what you call it. But um, I just I've enjoyed it from afar my whole life. But I figure, hey, you know, at least even if we don't do anything with it on the channel, it'd be cool too. I always thought it'd be cool to watch that live with people somehow. Uh, and we were just talking about that too, how people do it. But uh, anyway, so I'm watching this tonight, and I'm I'm talking to people as we go through, and I'll let you kind of the, the idea. Of this is for us to just give a review of it. It's not really totally fair for me to give a review for it, but I'm going to anyway because I'm an asshole. So. I even got in a fight with a guy on Twitter tonight when I was watching it. I was like, this fucking Daryl Br- or what's his name? See what I mean? Daniel Bryan. Daniel yeah. Bryan. I was like, it's kind of corny. And someone's like, what the <laughs> fuck did you say? <laughs> I saw that tweet. And I, oh, I can't God. remember if I liked it or not, but mentally I liked it. it was funny. <laughs> I was like, this dude is cute. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? I thought that <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, apparently I didn't know. Uh, you're not allowed to talk about that guy. Oh yeah, he he's a he's a very uh, loved figure in the wrestling world as far as the uh, Twitter wrestling verse, as I call it, uh, goes. They they love him. He was a former indie darling, like indie independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. So when he kind of finally moved on to WWE, and like I mean, it was just like the second coming for for wrestling fans because they're like, oh, we can finally watch WWE because Daniel Bryan's there. I could pick up on that. I mean, he's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. It's just not for me. Yeah. Like I saw the crowd every time I've seen him, because I saw him do a couple things before with just, you know, in passing the the little bit I paid attention lately. And I've always thought like the crowd seems really into him for kind of how like Magoo he is, you know, (laughs) and like they're all doing the okay thing or the yeah thing, which that's what I pissed this guy off. I was like, he looks like fucking powdered toast man, like farting and jumping into the sky when he does it. (laughs) And he's, he's constantly fucking doing it you know but i again I, they're like you don't understand you know i'm like okay that's cool i get it but and and i was actually trying to give him respect because i was like dude he took those fucking belts like god bless I'm the, the lashings <sighs> is that real by the way that has to be real right yeah dude you can't fake that shit yeah my my daughter actually came up with a really good idea she was like do you think that they put like pink powder stuff on the thing so when it hits you it leaves a mark i'm like yeah but that smack i don't yeah. know but anyway, so we'll start at the beginning. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, You're fine. What did, what did you think about the, I guess the opening was the the women's Royal Rumble, right? The, uh, the opening, well, there's a pre-show. We won't talk about the pre-show because none of those matches really mattered. Mm-hmm. And as anybody that watched it knew what was going to happen because it was obvious. Uh, the opening match was the Falls Count Anywhere match. Baron King Baron Corbin. Oh, that's right. Get that right because there's a lot of Corbin fans out there that will lynch me for that. Uh, versus the big dog Roman Reigns. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so I mean, for what it was, I mean, Falls Count Anywhere match. Obviously, at a baseball stadium, you think there's going to be some kind of spot where they go to the dugout or on top of it. Or I, I honestly thought they would eventually go down into the clubhouse and maybe see where the Astros uh, had their cameras set up to cheat. Um, <laughs> but that's coming from a Yankees fan, so. Yeah. Whatever. If you're an Astros fan, hey, good for you. You guys got a title that 
has an asterisk on it now. Do they, do they do that a lot, by the way? Do they go to baseball stadiums when, they, when they're there? Do they go into the dugout a lot? I thought that uh, was new, but I'm they naive. Yeah, they they started uh, last year. They were in Phoenix at the Diamondback Stadium for Royal Rumble, and that was the first time they'd done a baseball stadium since the freaking 80s when they used to do like shows at Shea Stadium and stuff where the Mets played. Um, and then they did, uh, I think they did a couple in Minnesota, but as far as baseball stadiums, uh, I know they used to do it like in the late nineties, they used to do it like at triple a stadiums, but like this, I mean, this is Royal Rumble is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. what do you think about the match? <laughs> I, I thought, man, I thought... as, as a non, you know, quote unquote wrestling fan. Well, I thought that I, so I watched the TLC uh, thing and it last month right and it ended with I thought there was this badass women's match that was going on and um, I, th- I always say it wrong is, is it Asuka? Asuka it's, yeah. it's, it's spelled Asuka and that fucks me up yeah but, me too so she wins and like has there was this great match I think one of them got hurt and like she wins in like two seconds later like they didn't even give her a chance like they go back to this Roman Reigns and King what's his fucking name Cor- King Corbin uh, have been fighting the entire goddamn pay per view, just like <laughs> w- like slowly slogging through the back, uh, like the popcorn area and shit, just like punching each other. And there's like this brawl of like fifty dudes, and they go away from her winning to this. These dudes burst out, and they're all like slogging through the stadium and slowly punching each other. I'm like, well, that was kind of shitty. And then I thought it was funny that this pay per view opens with the exact same fucking thing, yeah. like. They they go into the audience and there's and I th- I think Roman Reigns is like I uh, from what I take from it WWE pumped him up too much I did see him beat Undertaker um, yeah which is fucking like for me as a, I was like what the fuck but yeah. uh, I know people uh, it's one of those things uh, he came back from cancer right which right. is a huge I mean that's the guy's got to be a hell of a dude to be able to do that and get back in a wrestling ring. Um, but I've also just never been interested in his story, I guess. Yeah, I, I think his punch is like, ugh, I don't know what that is. They, he, to me, and like, I saw him at, a, at an event before he was Roman Reigns, like when he was like in an NXT, like mm-hmm. their de- developmental. And it's almost like, I mean, they, they obviously, you know, they have that Samoan heritage thing with The Rock and, you saw the Usos get involved in this match and Mm -hmm. you know that, I mean, Yokozuna was a, he was not really Japanese, believe it or not. He was Samoan, (laughs) but I mean, and, and in today's culture, it's so, it's, it's so popular right now with the rock being the biggest fucking movie star in the Mm -hmm. world. And I mean, he's not wrestling right now, but you know, he'll eventually come back at some point and do something to promote fast and the furious 27. (laughs) Um, but and, and then even with uh, like he reminds me a lot of Jason Momoa. He does me too. Yeah, I see that. And he so looks like, like a star. I mean, he has yeah, the look. Sure, Roman Reigns could have easily play, played Aquaman. Yeah, but he bores me. Mm-hmm. I just can't and, help and, it. And it's a lot. It's split down the middle. You either love him or you hate him. Like there's mm-hmm. no in between. And I respect everybody that steps into a ring and does this on a nightly basis and puts their body on the line. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of it's force feeding. And my wife always tries to compare it to like my kids, like in Roman Reigns or John Cena to me being a kid when I was a huge Hulk Hogan fan or ultimate warrior, whatever, whoever the big guy was then when I was a kid, you know, they could do no wrong. 
but now it's the same thing with my kids. So I kind of have to like put it in that, that perspective of, I have to see it through my kid's eyes sometimes to yeah, step away from it, especially with WWE. Cause it is super, you know, polished and overproduced. Like we talked about before you started recording, but I mean, he just, he, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same way, man. I think they have him there and they have a look and, and like, he's, like, I, there's nothing – I can't take anything away from the guy. Like, there's nothing I don't like about him. And he has all the star quality, it seems like. There's just something about it. And, again, I think that super punch is one of the worst finishing moves I've ever seen, um, especially when it doesn't work. He just looks so dumb. But, anyways, like, yeah, so they're, they're in the they're, – they're slogging their way so fucking slowly through the audience. And it's like – the slowest, like, oh my god, you hit me once, and I'm gonna take two minutes to get up, and you're gonna hit me again. But we gotta have security clear out the thing for us. Like, there was a second of like, oh, it's cool, you guys are in the dugout, or you guys are in the crowd, and whatever. But at some point, it was like, this is like the slowest tour of the stadium I've ever fucking been on in my life. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. No, it, I mean, it, it was for what it was. It was okay. It was a it was a decent opener to a to a pay per view. Uh, not the best, obviously, but. You know they're they they're really trying to just still force feed Roman Reigns and somebody in that in that office really likes Baron Corbin because I I don't get his appeal either like he I mean he's obviously a heel but he just he's just boring <laughs> yeah he, ha- he has no appeal in any way and that I mean that's obviously like he he tweets all the time about how much people hate him and he how he's just doing his job and stuff and I'm like yeah but. When you're coming on Twitter and you're talking about how the fans, you know, you're doing your job and that's what you're supposed to do, that's obviously it hurts your feelings, you know? Yeah. And I do, I was, I really dislike his character. Uh, it's it's stupid. Whole. It's yeah. so stupid. How many times do we have to make like the puns about the royal shit and like the, the king stuff? Like, oh my God, I get it. Jesus Christ. I mean, that. They always try to do like the King thing. They've always tried to do it. Like the yeah. only times it ever really worked was with Jerry the King Lawler and Macho King. That was the only two times that I can remember that that gimmick really getting over. But they had the look. This dude looks like he just walked out of a guitar center. <laughs> I don't understand. He looks like a roadie for Dashboard Confessional or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even, I'll do you one better, for Five Finger Death Punch. He looks like there a you huge go. Five Finger Death Punch fan. Yeah. No offense to anybody who likes them. Yeah. I, I don't, but, you know. Yeah, I don't either. It's yeah. fine. Oh, yeah, that's great. Um, so, I mean, oh, but like I said, overall, it was, it was okay for what it was. Yeah, it wasn't uh, worse. I didn't think so either. But I and just, the, it. Yeah, then then it was the the women's Royal Rumble match, which I thought actually was better than the men's. To be honest with you, these girls went out there and fucking just tore it up. Yeah, yeah, man, I I, I enjoyed that a lot myself, and my daughter watched that with me, which I was going to mention earlier. That's really cool that you watch it with with uh with the kids and your wife or whatever, because wrestling's actually one of those things. People might say it's violent or whatever, but nah. it's actually it's something that you know you can be a family activity, which is pretty cool. Especially if you ever get the chance to go to like a non TV event, just they call it a house show. But yeah. if you ever just take your kids to that, like if, if your daughter gets into it, like try to take her because I mean, it's family friendly. Uh, you have more of an opportunity to possibly, you know, meet the wrestlers or even get close to them. And I mean, it's a cool event. And, and you seriously, like 
when your kids are into it, like it's cool to just kind of look over, like take yourself out of being a fan yourself and just kind of look over and just be like, oh, they're totally into this right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how she was. She was giving everybody that came in the room nicknames. Like one of them was like, you know, why does this girl look like a pastel unicorn or like whatever it is of this? So she was. We were we were lo- loving it. And I'm, I always have so much respect for the women in these things, man, because they seem like they go harder. They just they, they just do. Look they like had them. to because I mean, when we were younger, you know, in the Attitude Era, you know, it was it was TNA, man. It was yep. it was Sable busting her tits out or uh, Terry Runnels, uh, Goldust ex-wife or whoever just or sunny if you remember her but it, it was always just you know less is more with clothing with them and now it's just you know these girls are there to to fucking steal the show every night yeah i'm glad you mentioned that man because when i was watching i was thinking that i was thinking i don't really remember caring about the women's stuff as a kid but i do remember like i remember sable in china and like you said tna i remember that and i think that they like smartly flipped the script on that shit <laughs> well they well it they realized like... how how athletic and how talented a lot of these women are and mm-hmm. and they're finally starting over the last couple of years i mean they main evented wrestlemania last year the the women did so i mean that's a huge fucking step and and now it seems like they're almost trying to overdo it by like saying oh well this is the first ever women's elimination chamber match this is the first ever royal rumble women's match this is the mm-hmm. first he- women's hell in a cell match like it, it's it's kind of funny because they try to it's like we know like we yeah. know that this is the first one but just let us enjoy it like don't also that makes you look bad wwe <laughs> yeah it really does you're it shitting on yourself you, it makes you look like a piece of shit yeah someone so shit stop. on the coats <laughs> it wasn't my coat but anyway sorry i i interrupted you with the whole family. no you're fine so what how did you feel about as a because uh, like one of the things I was feeling when I was watching this, uh, so Charlotte Flair wins the match, right? Right. And I, and I'm watching it, and I'm going. I was actually rooting for her because she just has she has kind of a moxie about her that I that I enjoyed, uh, and I like she was she was kicking ass a little bit in there. So I found myself rooting for her, and then I go to Twitter and I look at it, and everybody's like, "God damn it, not again!" And I'm like, "Okay, if I saw her do this ten times and they're still giving it to her, I could see being pissed." For me, I enjoyed it, but. I want to know what you think about her coming out the winner of that. Man, honestly, I like it because I'm a big Charlotte Flair fan. I, I obviously I'm a fan of her dad, um, but she's just got that fucking just it factor about her. She can talk, she can wrestle, she's fucking athletic. She, I mean, and she just she seems like a genuine human being. Like even with her character, when she is a heel, she just still comes off as a good person. And I, I, I like to find that in, in wrestling as I get older. Like, I want to believe that somebody is an actual good person and they care about their fans and that they do whatever it takes to, to make their fans happy. And, and she does a really good job with especially, you know, the, the young girls that look up to her. And I know a lot of those women do, but she, I mean, she's just got it, dude. She's, she's a fucking star. She really is. That's good to hear, man, because I was thinking left out. I was like, OK, there's a lot I don't know. Because and the crowd was booing her and shit, too. Uh, yeah, I know well, she's that's like just hero, but... us, us, you know, mean, opinionated wrestling fans in general. Yeah. But you get sick of seeing the same stuff after a while, though, I yeah, guess. Yeah, sure. She's been around for a while. But yeah, is she 
Dude, she's athletic as hell, too. Yeah. She's got, like, the super, like, body for that. Like, she's tall, and she's also got some muscle on her. And she's also kind of, uh, well, like I said, athletic. I already said. Is she is she actually taller than Ric Flair, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because in my mind, Ric Flair was, like, not one of the taller dudes. No, and, I mean, obviously with age, he shrank a little bit since, you know, his days in the ring. But, yeah, yeah she she's she's a tall girl, for sure. I just know, I know a lot of people get mad at stuff like that because a lot of people wanted to see, uh, I don't, the number 30 entrant, I don't know if you remember, Shayna Baszler. Yeah. She, like a legit MMA chick. She was with uh, Ronda Rousey and stuff and, and doing that. And a lot of people want to see her win because she's in NXT and kind of want to see her on like one of the main shows and get her time. And which, I mean, she's great too. But, you know, you have to give it, like when you know you're going to, Later on, we'll talk about the men's, but when you know a, a, a lesser star in the men's division is going to win that Rumble, like you have to give it to a top tier in the women's match because that's then really it kind of balances everything out. That's that's a really good way of looking at it, too. That's 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 pretty insightful. I wouldn't have even thought of that. But yeah, yeah, I saw her, too. Like she she had her moment, though. I mean, she came in there and was fucking shit up. But as as a non as I don't know how all this stuff works out. I didn't realize until watching it that, no, this actually affects wrestlemania too so whoever yes. wins this match i guess gets a shot at the women's title in a single yeah. match she gets to pick if she wants to go for the raw title or the smackdown women's title because they're split brands now so each roster has a champion for each division gotcha okay that makes sense yeah so yeah that's that's kind of a wild way of looking at things man i don't know because I, I guess she's fought becky page a whole bunch already Oh yeah, her and Becky go way back, and they go they flip flop from being friends to enemies, and it's. I mean, I assume that's what that match will be at Mania because Becky won uh, both belts last year at Mania by beating Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. So Charlotte's and they kind of talked about it. It was rumored about a year and a half ago that Charlotte and Becky were going to be main event last year. So I think she's going to probably go after Becky since Becky. We can spoiler alert. <laughs> Becky retained the title tonight. So Charlotte's going to look for revenge. She's going to look for that redemption. She's going to look for that big WrestleMania moment against the most popular wrestler in WWE right now, because Becky is, she's, she gets a reaction like nobody else right now. And, and that's what they're looking for. And she apparently just signed a brand new five-year deal, which, I mean, they talked about it on the show that she hadn't signed yet or whatever, but that's, from what I understand, she already has. Yeah, and that's uh, we can go ahead and talk about that match if you want to as well. Since yeah, we can we can skip anyway. the the Bailey Lacey Evans match because nothing really happened. Uh, I don't think anybody expected Bailey to lose that match. So and and I, I did like the moment where Bailey holds the belt up at the beginning and with uh, Lacey Evans' daughter in the crowd in the front row and she's holding up the belt like pointing at it and <laughs> her daughter like does thumbs down and sticks her tongue out at Bailey. That was really the highlight of the match for me. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. And something else I forgot to mention too. I got to ask you this. Okay. So Naomi gets knocked out, right? Uh-huh. And she ninjutsus herself onto the wall. And then it's just out of the, out of the rumble for like half of it. Uh-huh. Technically, if she had stayed over there, right. Until the match was, and there, until there was one person left in the ring, she could have jumped in the ring, won the match by being that person, and, had been, and she still would have gotten it, right? It's, it's happened several times, yes. Because exactly. that's what I would do if I was fucking Sting. Yeah. You know, back in the in, day. Yeah, in 1999, Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. 
uh, and literally him and Austin started it. And then Vince like rolls out of the ring and just like they're, they're fighting throughout the arena and stuff and like the bathroom and the popcorn stands and stuff. And uh, Vince's corporation guys like gets Austin all tied up and then Vince is nowhere to be seen until the end of the fucking match. It's, it's, it's genius booking. And I kind of wish they did it more like that. Like, yeah. you, cause you forget that they're in the match still. You're like, oh, it seems like some, wasn't he, did he get eliminated? No, he, where's he at? So, I mean, I think, I think if they did that, I mean, obviously you can't do it every year because then it's just like, oh, well, we know that's going to happen. But yeah. every five years or so, I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea to do a moment like that. Yeah, that, that, that was crazy. It blew my mind because she and she goes right back in and then gets thrown right back out a second later, yeah. which I thought was funny. But I, I also uh, the one the 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 one wrestler, she, I thought her hair was dyed. Literally, but that was apparently blood. I found out. Oh, afterwards. Beth Phoenix. Yeah, I was gonna give her a shout out for finishing that match because she had a gnarly gash, I guess, on the back of her head, and you can kind of see it. Like every so often, like the light would hit it just right, and her hair would part, and you could see a bit of a gash in the back of her head. And uh, that's actually Edge's wife, who we'll talk about later on. Oh shit! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, see, Beth that's Phoenix. what I'm saying, man. You got you are a wealth of information. Yeah, well, it's it's one thing. I'm such <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I was like, I I, th- I literally thought her hair was just purple. Like there was so much blood that I thought she just had one of those cool hair dye jobs or whatever. Well, and at first I thought Charlotte's nose was busted and it like the blood just got in her hair because it wasn't that bad until you know a few minutes later when I guess the blood really started running into her hair because she was getting, you know, sweaty and stuff. So it thinned the blood out, but it wasn't Charlotte's face. It was Beth Phoenix head. <laughs> I, I saw that too. I saw that she had some shit on her mouth and I was like, what the hell? I was like, is yeah. she bleeding or was that? And that's when I noticed the girl's hair. And I was like, well, that's not blood. That's a hair dye. But it's funny because it reminds me of, uh, uh, my, my late grandmother. She, I was one time I was watching scream and you know, at the very end of scream where like Stu and, and, and then they're stabbing each other and all this shit. And there's blood yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, my grandma just in passing walks by and the only thing she says is she goes, she stops, she goes, Oh my goodness, someone's going to get AIDS. And then just like, kept <laughs> up. and I was like, what a weird, what a weird thing to say. Like all these people are dead and like getting stabbed and shit. And she's like, Oh, I hope no one gets AIDS, but that's, that's... fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> Surely like, that, that needs to be a happen. t-shirt on, on yeah. you guys need to put that out. Like some, just a black shirt with white writing. Somebody's going to get AIDS. That's a good idea. That's oh, gonna oh my god. I and it's also a safety warning. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean they I'm sure and this is another just stupid question, but they uh, they they all have to get like I imagine all sorts of testing done to make sure that if someone does break out in blood cuz if that shit happens on an NBA court, they stop the game. You come off until you can glue that shit or get stitches or whatever before you can go back in. But obviously you can't stop a live wrestling match cuz somebody's bleeding cuz that happens a lot. Well, and and they've started doing it more, especially in WWE. Like they'll they'll kind of like try to stop a match. Like they show it on Raw a lot when, when somebody's busted open. Like you'll see the ref putting the gloves on, and they try to do it like during a commercial or something with it not being so obvious. But I mean, sometimes you know they kind of have to do it. And I'm actually surprised that that match kept going. I I was waiting to watch her like like uh, I was trying to read her lips to see if she was ever going to tell somebody to throw her out because she was hurt. But yeah. she never did, and man, that was a hell of a performance. And and don't get my segue confused there, guys. I'm not trying to say that that lady has AIDS. No, <laughs> not, no, 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 no. That is not what I'm trying to say. I just, I'm just saying, like, if I, 
if you put me in a wrestling match today and someone breaks out in blood, those are the questions that would be going through my mind. Like, did they test anyone else? Should I stay away from this? Should I try not to get this in my mouth? <laughs> they're they're I mean? actually like, uh, what year was it? I want to say 2006, maybe. Uh, Randy Orton's dad came back and was kind of helping him out in his matches and stuff. And I guess he was there was a there was a Hell in the Cell match with Randy Orton and Undertaker, I believe. And I guess uh, Bob Orton, Randy Orton's dad, uh, started bleeding. Well, apparently it came out later on that he had hepatitis. So he got released from the company <laughs> because they couldn't have him running around bleeding and having hepatitis. Yeah, and that's what I was actually thinking of, too. I was thinking of hepatitis. I couldn't think of the name that I was searching for in my brain, but that's what well, I mean. Well, AIDS, about. too, you know? Yeah, which not as... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but um, So... What the fuck were we talking about? Which was what was the next match? The uh... we were, we were going to go to Becky, but I forgot we uh, we're going to end up skipping the WWE Universal Title Strap Match. Bray Wyatt, the champion, the fiend, Bray Wyatt versus uh, your favorite uh, Daniel Corny Ass Bryan. Yeah, <laughs> Powder Toast Man. Yeah, Powder Toast Man, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> oh man. So what what did you think about that one? I I, I really liked this match. I really did. Uh, I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Daniel Bryan. He's a great fucking wrestler though. And he makes anybody look good. And I mean, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt have had feuds before and usually always their match delivers. I'm really glad that they got rid of the fiend red lights in the arena while he's wrestling a match as the fiend, because that takes a lot away from the match. So with this being a title match in a major baseball stadium where teams cheat um, <laughs> in, in a, in a high-profile match. So I, I really enjoyed it. And like you said, the, the fucking lashings were brutal. Oh, man, that was – that dude, he, he took it. I mean, he fucking took it. That, was, that shit was impressive. That spot where Bray Wyatt uh, catches Daniel Bryan in midair and hits him with his sister Abigail, the, his finishing move, was fucking – just crazy like it literally like everybody always talks about uh rko out of nowhere like sister abigail out of nowhere is fucking legit like the shit that was awesome um and then obviously bray wyatt getting the win uh with the mandible claw which used to be mankind's finisher if you remember him um kind of passed that mm -hmm. down to uh bray wyatt but i i man as far as a wrestling match goes this was probably the best match on the fucking card it's the best one I've seen in a while. I mean, and this is, again, this is me loosely watching it, but it felt like the old old days a couple times. And by old days, I mean 90s. But I think that The Fiend is a great character. You know, oh, I think it's such a cool character. And that what was that that lamp thing that he brought out? Oh, yeah. Well, when he was just Bray Wyatt before, like he, he was kind of uh, Robert De Niro, Cape Fear-esque character, mm -hmm. like Swampland, and he wore like the, the fucking... Uh, like Hawaiian, like almost like Magnum PI shirts or whatever. But that's what that character always reminded me of. And now they've just, he was away for a while. He came, comes back as this fucking like dual personality guy. Like you go from Pee Wee's Playhouse to fucking, you know, basically, I mean, this, this could have easily been a character in a fucking slasher horror franchise. Definitely. Yeah. And the mask is made by Tom Savini himself. It is also the belt that he wore to the ring, yeah. the custom made belt they were talking about that you can buy on WWE shop.com for 
seven grand. Yeah, it's like an expensive as <laughs> shit, man. So, and then that was the first time I think, uh, right, that he's actually walked out with it around his neck like that, isn't it? Or yeah, I've, I've never seen him do it like that, which kinda weird. it was it was kind of cool. It was weird, yeah. but it was in a cool way. But I was actually thinking about that when when that match was get when they were showing the promo video, and I was like, man. I wonder if Mike could definitely see this being like a fucking like horror franchise. Yeah, man, I I for sure can. And and they've done it before. I mean, fuck WWE produced. Uh, 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 see no evil. Yeah, with Kane in it. So uh, that, they probably should go that route at some point, or maybe should have gone that route when it started. But I could totally see it with that mask, man. I think he's legit scary, and I think he does a great job doing it. I would just love a big budget fiend movie, like directed by Tim Burton, but it's like. It's like Pee Wee's big adventure. Like somebody takes his lamp or his belt or something. He's traveling the country looking for it and just slashing people. <laughs> I can totally wanted, see it being like that. Yeah. If you wanted to make it like loose and just like crazy and shit, you could do that. If I was actually writing that movie though, I would totally do away. I think with a lot of it and just have, well, no, I guess you can't. Cause that's kind of important to his character. Fuck. I don't know how you would do that movie unless, oh, well, you'd have to go nineties thriller where like the guy like kidnaps someone's daughter like a grizzled cop's daughter or some shit. So you can go like 90s thriller <laughs> slash or that was starring be Bruce Willis. Yeah. And the fucking Bray, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, uh, fuck, I keep forgetting the dude's name. Uh, corn, butt. uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, yeah, Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan. It's way too close together, but Daniel, Daniel Bryan's Bruce Willis's, uh, brother that bray wyatt ends up killing while he's abducting bruce willis's daughter yeah yeah and some yeah. crazy like or his partner he's bruce true. willis's partner yes some crazy shit like that it'd be great but i mean I, honestly man I, I i really did have a good time watching that match and i was just i felt really really bad for daniel bryant and when i sent that tweet out i was like i said i was actually trying to give him props because i was like even though this dude's corny uh, fuck, I feel it for his back, man. That had to hurt so, so bad. And there was a couple times where he would reach up and grab his knee and squeeze it. And yeah. I, I wonder if that was him trying to tell him stop. And Okay, so when you can make a 34-year-old man who knows wrestling is fake and is 100% sure this, this shit's fake. Uh, wait, and, and, are wait, you fucking what, serious right now? <laughs> what I mean by fake is it's scripted. <laughs> yeah. yes. But uh, I, I know what these guys put themselves through. It's yeah, insane. No. But when I'm sitting there watching this, and there was that one point where uh, Daniel Bryant gets the belt back and, and the, the fight starts to turn for a second. And he has him on the table and he starts hitting him with the strap. Uh, it looked like he was putting a lot into it. It looked like he was fucking pissed. And yeah. it almost looked like for a second, I kind of felt like he, uh, the Fiend was actually hitting him harder than he was supposed to be. And now he's hitting the shit out of him. And I thought I saw the fiend get pissed for a second. And again, I'm a 34 year old man and I'm sitting here in my head going, Oh shit. I think he really meant that. That's got to tell you that that's a really good match. You're sitting there because I, I love your perspective on it. Cause it's so cool to hear like somebody who's not a huge wrestling fan or just kind of like watches it in passing or whatever, like break down the match. Cause that's what you're doing. You're, you're telling the story of the match in podcast form and I love it. It's awesome. Yeah, Woo. it's that woo um, <laughs> that spot where where they're both down and Bray Wyatt pops up as Daniel Bryan's slowly getting up, and Daniel Bryan just starts whipping his chest with it. Dude, I was like, "Fuck him up now!" Yeah. Like, there's no way. Like, I, like, like you, I know it, it's predetermined. It's it's the f word, but dude, like, if somebody's just whipping me with a belt in the chest. 
I'm going to fucking punch him in the throat. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. Anybody. But the way he told this, the Bray Wyatt tells the story with that mask on, with because you can't see his face. You can see his eyes, and you can see his tongue when he was sticking it out, which was kind of weird mm-hmm. and kind of aroused me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's just amazing to me how, like, even with Kane, you used to be able to tell a story with just his eyes and just his body. Like how Bray Wyatt was so slow and just like, again, like horror, you know, slasher villain guy, like just really just slow with his demeanor and just really just trying to tell that story. Like I might be moving slow, but I'll fuck you up. Yeah, man, that, that he he's fucking great. <laughs> he, yeah, did, uh, he did an amazing job. And it was, re- ni- it was nice to see him actually wrestle, too. Like yeah, you mentioned. I just I hope they don't ruin that fucking character. I really hope they don't ruin it. I hope they just keep going with it. But uh, the rumor is that it's going to be now that uh, w- we see the Royal Rumble winner, who I'm assuming will go after Brock Lesnar's title. It's rumored that we're going to get Roman Reigns versus The Fiend at WrestleMania. Just a heads up. Which is what we said six months ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you said your your partner actually predicted the winner of tonight's. He did, but we'll talk about Becky Lynch and Oscar real quick because I I, I feel like if we skip anything, somebody's going to get mad at us. Yeah, and like we're sexist, even though we talked in full about the women's Royal Rumble. But you know how mm-hmm. people are sometimes. Totally. Uh, so the WWE Raw Women's Title match: Becky Lynch versus Oscar. This was another really good match, and Becky Lynch just as soon as she walks out, that crowd just starts singing her song with it, and just I mean, her ovations are. I mean, I I've always compared her to like the female Stone Cold, but I feel like that's unfair. Like she's the first Becky Lynch. Yeah, man, she's a fucking rock star. Uh... And I barely know what the hell I'm talking about, but every time I see her, you, you, you hit it the nail on the head, man. People go nuts for her. And as soon as the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, I'm interested in this. Like, who is this? What's going on here? You know? Yeah. And I mean, she calls herself the man. Like, how how, how much more do you need to know? Yeah. <laughs> She's saying, I'm a badass and and I'll fuck you up. <laughs> that's that's my quote for the night. I'll, I'll fuck you <laughs> up. Um. But and Oscar is so good, and she's so underutilized in that company. Like she was so, I mean, she was a fucking gigantic star in Japan, and and when she came over, like the, it's almost like they don't know what to do with these these Japanese wrestlers when they come over because their English isn't great, so they they don't really talk as much. But she's so like you could see when she was being announced, even like she's mouthing with it, like what the announcer is saying. Mm-hmm. And she, she's got that comedic side to her character, and it, it just—I I think she's one of those one of those talents that just—it's it, like it doesn't resonate with the people that write the show. That makes sense. I can I can totally see that, man. Because there, and I watched, like I said, the the TLC match that they were in, the last one, uh, the 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 sisters, they were they were gnarly, man. They were doing some wild shit. And, and I'm they pretty brought sure the we're... mist back, dude. Which yeah. is, was always fun when when I was a kid when like Great Muda or Tajiri even would spit the mist out and you're like, holy shit. That dude's what? blind now. That shit confused the hell out of me, right? So I'm watching it and she gets kicked in the stomach and all of a sudden this green shit goes flying everywhere and I go, What the fuck? Yeah. Like what what is that? They use <laughs> it they use it to like try to, you know, get a get a leg up on their opponent. 
And and they usually do it when the ref's back's turned or the ref's knocked down or whatever. Because it's, uh. it's, it's considered a weapon because they want to say... It's like when uh, Mr. Fuji used to salt, throw the salt in somebody's eyes. It, it's yeah. supposed to temporarily blind them. Yeah, Bolo Young did it to uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in Bloodsport. Yeah. Only it was like yeah. a little packet of powder. Okay, that's and I thought that maybe too, but when she kicked her, I was like, she just knocked the soul out of that chick? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> why is why are souls green? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that shit looks gross <laughs> as hell, too. Uh, they, yeah, they, they really did a great job, man. And when she kept kicking her in the face, like I, I laughed a little bit just because the way she did it, but uh, she was, Peggy Lynch was taking like multiple kicks to the face. And uh, was she screaming her name at the last I, one there? I, I think so. I think that's what it was. I think it was just that was her just trying to say, look, I know you, you two are fucking nuts, but I can take your shit, too. Yeah. But I mean, what you're saying about how you were laughing, don't ever feel bad about laughing. It's wrestling. <laughs> like if you, yeah. can't la- if you watch it and you're a fan and you can't laugh like you're watching it wrong, you have to. That's something you have to go in True. with an open mind. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's soap operas with with fake fighting on steroids. Not that any of them do steroids. I'm not saying that, but you know, of course not. Not anymore. Honestly, way less today than they did before. For, oh my god, dude! There's so many smaller guys now. It's crazy. Like Daniel yeah. Bryan. I mean, he's a smaller guy. Or even dudes like that have a little bit of a belly. You know, yeah. or they're yeah. just like a little bit normal. Like the yeah. the king dude today. Like he went to like take off his shirt all dramatically, and he had like the. He still had a shirt on underneath that one. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> the tank top. Um, yeah. But then then we got the main event, the Men's Royal Rumble match. And let me tell you something, brother. The first... Yeah, the first, first brother. That is that has got to be a fucking record. Our wrestling podcast, <laughs> we got 48 minutes deep, and neither of us called each other brother until just now. Well, let me tell you something, brother. It's the <laughs> Men's Royal Rumble match, dude. 2020. <laughs> so we got to do it like that, if we're gonna, I guess. I love it. Or, uh, um, let me tell you something, okay? Yep. All right. <laughs> um, I don't do wrestling impressions very often, but if, pretty good, you man. Ho- if you can't do Hogan or Savage, you, <laughs> you're not a real fan, I think. The only thing uh, I ever do with Savage is either the, the bone saw from Spider-Man <laughs> or or the, the my favorite thing you ever said was that the, oh, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. Oh, well, the cream rises to the top. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I fucking then, love course, that guy. Everybody always does. Snip into a Slim Jim. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you have to do it. And now yeah. uh, Slim Jim actually has savage-sized th- uh, Slim Jims. Do they really? They just yeah. now, no, just now put them out. Yeah, just now put them out. I, was like, <laughs> I, got, I told my wife, I was like, if we find one of those displays in a gas station, I have to get it. Like, I have oh. to talk to somebody and be like, hey, can I, like, buy this from you? I that, want it in my house. That would be fucking rad. Yeah. Um. But, I mean, it, they talk about how Bobby Lashley and Rusev, are, they injured each other in a parking lot brawl or whatever, so they're not going to be in the Royal Rumble match. So that takes away two possible winners that people actually thought might win the match. Um, Brock Lesnar obviously says he's number one and he's going to enter the Royal Rumble weeks ago, and he does. And Elias comes out, which I don't know how you feel about that character, seeing it probably for the first time, but <laughs> Elias's character is so great. And he's re- actually a really good fucking wrestler, and they just will not like push him over that little next step. It, it, it's that kind of stuff is just really frustrating. But the first twenty minutes of this match, I was just pissed. 
I was watching Twitter, and I actually the first the couple people that Lesnar faced, he had a lot of energy to him, and he had like that 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 Goldberg feel back of the day to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, at first, I was into it. I'm like, oh, this is some Terminator shit. This guy's going crazy. <laughs> with people. And uh, I, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, but it was it wore down it wore down on me too very quickly as just a newcomer to it. I didn't even think it was that cool. And I've never liked him very much. Um, but he's impressive. He's impressive he, as shit. He is. And anybody in that situation would do the same thing. Like everybody, oh, we always talk about it on our show about how, oh, he's a you know part-timer and he only shows up when you know Vince pays him a couple of million dollars to defend the belt and then he goes away and you don't see the belt on TV. That's a whole issue with wrestling fans, especially yeah. today. But I think people fail to realize that you know when Hogan was in the NWO in 96 and on, he wasn't at every TV. He wasn't even at every pay-per-view. So you got to think about it like like I said before we started recording, money talks. So if if you're going to pay him to only show up 6 or 7 times a year, wouldn't you do it? Yeah. For for 10 million or whatever he gets? Yeah, that's that's I mean, I would. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, and like he's an he's a noticeable face in a time where wrestling doesn't have and they're getting better about it for sure. I know two years ago I could have watched this and be like, who the fuck is what on the shit? <laughs> and now I know a little bit of them, you know, uh, especially when they bring people back. But yeah, the first part of that man, I didn't mind it at first. And then when we're like ten people deep, I'm like, Oh, this this is kind of getting boring. You know? Yeah, the first and he was getting to... tired. He he wasn't he wasn't even oh, that yeah, like Terminator. He was starting yeah. to like trick people and shit like that. It was getting kind of dumb. <laughs> You're like, oh, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first one that really bugged me was John Morrison because he just returned to the company after being gone for 10 years. And mm. they made like this big deal about how he was coming back and stuff. And then just for him to be in the match for eight seconds, I think it was. And then uh, Kofi Kingston, who we think is going to get his revenge because he had to drop the title to Brock on the first SmackDown on Fox mm. in four seconds or whatever it was. And then. Big E comes out, who's his partner, and then, the, you know, they team in with Ray, and which everybody knows Ray Mysterio, uh, I think. But uh, it, it was just, it was a little much. And then, like, Shelton Benjamin, who used to be his college wrestling on his the same team in college, and they, you know, came up together through pro wrestling. And then, you know, they do the little trick spot. And, like, everybody saw that shit coming, yeah. <laughs> like, a mile away. Um, and then, you know, it's just kind of on and on. And then you see Keith Lee who is this up-and-coming guy. He was huge popular in the independents. And then, you know, here he is in the Royal Rumble when he's facing off with Brock Lesnar. And dude is, like, legit eye level with Brock. Big dude. Yeah, he's got a little meat on him. But, <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. To mm-hmm. that, that spot was just impressive with those two. The double when, clothesline, like Hogan and Warrior. When he came out, when Keith Lee came out, I got a little tingle in my plums. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, there's some, I don't know. It, maybe it's just this sh- his sheer size. You know, that's, and I, I tweeted that too. I was like, I don't know what it is. I like this guy's girth and that makes me feel uncomfortable. But I, there's something about like his size and the way he moves. Uh, when he started fighting Brock, I was like, I like this fucking guy. I feel like this guy should, you know, m- me who's watched two wrestling events in the past year is like, I need to tell Vince, you know, this is your fucking guy. You know, like I know what the hell I'm doing, but I, that guy had something. And, and and I got and, fucking pissed when Braun Strowman came out and, and the way that that played out, like they were, you finally had three dudes who were like, it was like commando, you know, it was like three big dudes are actually going to fight now and they're big names and it's like legit and it's even and square. And then they did that shit. Yeah. And, and then like 
Keith Lee's on the outside and Braun does his little run around the ring where he shoulder blocks him. And it's like, dude, like get Brock out of the fucking ring. Like yeah. he's dominating everybody. Why are you guys going against each other? Yeah. Um, it, it didn't make sense. And then uh, Ricochet came in and then uh, finally Drew McIntyre, who my co-host Levi over at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Uh, yeah. Actually last week picked him to win the fucking event and he picked him we actually thought keith lee would be the one that eliminated brock which we were close but uh drew mcintyre big boots uh uncle terry aka hulk hogan we call him uncle terry uh big boots brock lesnar out of the fucking ring and i'm telling you this i stood the fuck up for that because i was like finally jesus christ like i was so sick of it but you i mean i knew brock would win but they were just waiting for that big moment and that was a huge ovation Man, I loved it, too. I didn't even know who the fuck that guy was. Literally, I thought he was just another, like... And there was a lot of wrestlers, no offense to the wrestlers here, but there was a lot of wrestlers that, to me, uh, not knowing what's going on exactly, it felt like a lot of a lot of them looked like the dudes Mike Tyson used to knock out in the first round early yeah. in his career. Just like, <laughs> you know, big, tall, dumb, white guys with mustaches just get the shit knocked out of them in 12 seconds. And mullets. They had to have a mullet, too. Yeah, like the sheep getting fed to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, you know? <laughs> like, they're just here to get fucked up. I'm like, cool, I got on TV. But Yeah, exactly. That's what I, it is. Get that TV time in. Yeah, Somebody I, might see you and buy a shirt on WWEshot.com. Right. I totally thought that was this dude. Too just because that they were they were wheeling out so many other ones and not like I know Ray Mysterio obviously and all them but this dude comes out and all I can think is uh, I was like that dude looks like he just had the best shower like he just looks like he's <laughs> right? just fucking he, he should be they, literally Irish Spring or one of those Dove soap somebody get old that spice guy a, fuck yeah get that guy a fucking contract because yeah, I get him I, a I, deal yeah I can write those commercials I think that show would be great but. <laughs> When he, when he kicks him in the face, because, I, dude, and I swear to God, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I, I've never heard the guy's name in my life, never seen his face. But when he walked out, I went, that dude looks like an old school dude. Like, I kind of like that dude, like the whole way he carries himself. And I thought to myself, he kind of looks like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So when you he's, said that, I was got like, a, he's got a Hogan vibe. Definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, that kick to the face and then he goes out of the ring. I was like, holy shit. He, le- he legit popped him, too. It, it was a good one. Um, yeah. And then uh, my pick was AJ Styles. He obviously uh, doesn't go on to win, but had a decent showing. And there, you, you always kind of like Royal Rumble, you can see feuds slowly starting to build up or keep going or whatever. And obviously here, you're going to see a lot of stuff at, at WrestleMania. But the big moment of the match, other than the winner, was the return of Edge, who if you aren't a real wrestling fan, or you're just kind of getting into it, go back and watch some of Edge's stuff because he was a fucking maniac, dude. I remember like, he was Edge. So good. And he was literally one of my favorite, like, heel champions ever um, when he was with Lita. And, like, to, for him to come back from a, I mean, a legit career ending inj- injury and go into the Hall of Fame and, you know, everybody's like, oh, there's no way Edge would ever come back. It was kind of like always like that Austin thing where everybody's like, oh, Austin's going to come back one one time for one more match at some point. But, like, you kind of said the same thing with Edge. You were like, man, it would be so cool if he'd come back just one more time. And then that, when his music hit, that was one of the loudest ovations I've ever heard at a wrestling event. Like, it was insane. I loved watching the fans' faces. Mm-hmm. Like, there were so many just The dude that dudes. had, like, his he- hands on his fucking head, and he just tilts his head back, and then he just comes back up, and he's like, yeah! 
Yeah, there was a dude with a red t-shirt on that was holding the bar, and his mouth was just, like, on the fucking floor, and he was just like, what the <laughs> fuck? He looked like Paul Bear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> There's another one for you. <laughs> and the, the only thing I remember of, of Edge is, I, I do remember him, because he was, back in the day, like, he was one of those wrestlers. I remember, he came, didn't he, didn't he kind of announce himself with DX? That's how he started, right? He, he was in a faction called The Brood. It was him, oh, that's what... uh, Christian and Gangrel, the vampire gimmick. That's what and it was. they had that really badass theme music, which if you've never heard that theme song, that's like one of the best fucking wrestling songs ever. <laughs> I remember not liking him because I was like, this dude's kind of a pretty boy or whatever. He'd come yeah. out with the, the Dracula shirt and shit. He, yeah, and they, they always, I guess the original plan for Edge was he was going to be a deaf mute. Like he huh. never talked for like, he, I don't think he spoke on TV for the first year he was in the business. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I, I actually just found that out not too long ago, so, like, Damn, two weeks great. ago, I just found that out. But he looks good, man, like, yeah. I, he's, I, and I heard them say that about the triple neck surgery and all that, and I was like, that's pretty cool, man, that, to come back from all that, but he also, dude, he looks like, and that's what made me think, like, I don't know who's gonna win this, because you got Edge back, and he looks good, this isn't like a, it doesn't seem like a charity thing at all. Uh, I don't think it's a one-off, I, yeah. I don't think so, he could, I, th- I think he's gonna be back for a bit. I could see him with the title mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I don't, I don't know who's what, but I, he just, he looks young enough still and he looks handsome enough and he's got enough star power to him. I'm like, he could win this thing. Maybe the whole next thing's about him, but got a, got a little gray in his beard, which the ladies love these days. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, just one after another, more guys come out. Seth Rollins is number 30 comes out with AOP and uh, buddy Murphy, his tag team partner. And, you know, they've got a whole brawl going on on the, you know, the guys, uh, Kevin Owens and Smojo go to the outside, start fighting with them. They roll them back in, they get eliminated, and then they fight all the way back. And Seth Rollins like, what the fuck? Like, where are you guys going? I'm still in this. Like, help me win. And, you know, they team up on him. Uh, and then it comes down to the final four. It's Edge, uh, uh, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, and Roman, the big dog reigns. Um. At this point, I'm thinking Edge might have a fucking shot here. Mm-hmm. I really, I really was. Uh, I like the the little comedy spot with Orton pretending like he's going to eliminate Edge, and he's like, "What are you going to do? You know, we can't both win." Um, and then you know, Edge uh, eliminates Orton. Then uh, Edge hit a spear on Roman Reigns, almost eliminates him. Reigns tossed Edge out, which I thought the fans were going to boo that a lot more. But I think at this point, after a four hour five-hour show they're just ready to go home yeah um because it, it's taxing it really is especially when you're in the when you're in the arena or the building or whatever uh then the final two drew mcintyre roman reigns drew mcintyre hit that fucking claymore kick and that thing popped mm-hmm. i mean it was loud and then obviously tosses reigns out and wins the match and goes on uh to wrestlemania to face i'm assuming uh brock lesnar who he eliminated earlier in the show Man, I got to tell you, when that happened, I literally, again, never saw this guy in my life. He shows up. I'm like, I like the cut of that dude's jib. And by the end of that match, because like you said, it was really long. And he he, he had a couple cool moments and then spent half of the match like on the floor getting his legs kicked, you know, uh, and rolling around in the corner. Drew McIntyre did. Yeah, but, that's the rumble for you. That's how that's how you outlast everybody. You got to kind of find you a corner and squat down and. Every once in a while, maybe trade some punches with somebody and then rest up. 
Yeah. So I just thought, okay, well, this is, I've never heard of this guy. He's probably no name. He had his cool moment. And I'm like, I'm sure he's sure shit not going to win this. And again, nobody take any offense to that. Me saying he's a no name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what right. the I'm talking about. Yeah, but, and that, um, There's nothing wrong with that. You, I mean, you're just now kind of, you've watched it a couple of times. You're kind of learning the product. And I mean, you have a knowledge. I mean, obviously, you know, covering movies and stuff, you have, you have an idea of how things work. So, I mean, don't I, I if I were you, I wouldn't even apologize for it. you. Just be like, fuck it, I don't know this guy. Fuck him. Yeah, I, I don't mean to disrespect him. I just don't know. But I, I love the guy, and I'm, and that's what I, that's what I was getting at is that he comes out. I see him for the first time ever. I think there's no way in hell he's going to win this. I thought they were going to give it to Roman Reigns, which I know just from hearing what other people said, there would have been a lot of really pissed off people about that. Um, but the way the the way it was working out, I thought it was him, Randy Orton, Edge, and. Um, uh, Roman Reigns, and I thought, okay, well, he's going to be next to go. Because uh, I was rooting for him at that point. Once once he came out and did his thing, I was rooting for Drew McIntyre, who I would not known before. And actually, sitting on my couch when he won, I was so shocked that I actually stood up and like applauded. I was like, holy shit! You know, like, <laughs> I was like, oh man, like, that's crazy. I don't think I was supposed to get this excited about this random WWE pay-per-view event. So I think they did a hell of a job with that one. Yeah. They'll make a fan out of you yet. I, I can hear it in your voice and <laughs> feel it in your bone. <laughs> Wait till later. Do you want to feel my bone? I don't know where I was going with that one. That was <laughs> I tried to make it fucking weird and uncomfortable, and I succeeded. So <laughs> I win. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, overall, overall, though, man, I thought the show was fucking good. Uh, it's It was one of the better rumbles I've seen in, in a few years. Yeah, I haven't seen any, but it was it was definitely I've, the only ones I've watched is I watched the WrestleMania where Undertaker got beat by Roman Reigns. That was pretty. I didn't enjoy that whole thing very much. And then I watched the one last month. Uh, I've watched bits here and there, uh, but this I can honestly say, and having only even seen a couple live pay per views when I was a kid, I thought the whole thing was pretty good too. I, I, I'm excited for WrestleMania, and I didn't think I'd say that after this show. So who did you say, uh, just really quick, if you could run down who you think that it's going to be. So you think Drew McIntyre will have to go, will go it'll, against. It'll, it'll be Drew and uh, Brock, assuming. Um, this is all my opinion. I don't know anybody or know anything. I just, I'm good at guessing <laughs> for whatever reason. I think it'll be Drew and Brock, uh, Roman and The Fiend, uh, Becky and Charlotte. Uh, I don't know what they'll do with the SmackDown women's title. Uh, I mean, Bailey will probably still have it. They'll probably just redo this match, maybe have a stipulation of some kind. Um, and then, I mean, those are those will be the big matches. And then I'm sure they'll have Edge do a big match. Maybe he'll tag with Randy Orton, bring that rated RKO tag team back. Um, or, or maybe they'll fight each other. I, I'm not sure, but I can definitely see Edge doing something because he's a big name in the business and people are excited to see him and i think it would be a shame if it if this was it if he can go if he can work a singles match or a tag match i think that's the way to do it i was just thinking man and this would have to be wait this wouldn't be wrestlemania obviously but it would be pretty cool if of course you can't really do that because that would kind of that would kind of end the fiend's whole thing i think that's the i think that's the problem with the fiend is that the second you have a good guy actually win because i thought for a second dana bryant had when he put the strap in his mouth I was like, oh, shit. Like, the WWE is going to be really stupid here, and they're going to have The Fiend tap out. And once The Fiend taps out to somebody, 
his scary factor just drops. And the, like, the moment he gets pinned clean or w- w- without cheating or, you know, a uh, no disqualification match or something like that. Like, it's just a regular match. Yeah. The minute he gets pinned or submits, if he taps out, especially that character's dead. Yeah. Uh, and that's got to be that's got to be fucking sucky for the writer's room. Trying yeah, to figure and, their way around that. And like I was saying, if they really do the Fiend and Roman at Mania and Roman wins, that crowd is going to go fucking ape shit. Like, they're going to hate it so fucking much because yeah. everybody loves the Fiend character. And that's that's what I was thinking. Like, okay, so in my mind, I was like, it would be pretty cool if Edge sticks around for a while because now he's kind of a good guy, right? Like, people love to see yeah. him there. Oh, yeah, he's, sure. he's respected and all this shit like that. And what if, what if the Fiend sets his sights on him for somehow or another? And the only way that uh that edge at the very end of it finally you know can overcome him is to be like you think you're fucked up i used to be a fucking vampire <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like, i can get Dude. fucked up too and he has to channel that to overcome him but again once you do that the fiend's done so you can't yeah and and during the rumble match i was like i could totally see edge and the fiend i i literally thought that for like 15 seconds but then i was like but they can't beat edge like in a mania match like it's gonna have to be something like i said like maybe even a tag match where he goes over and you know it's that good feel good moment for everybody at home and especially you know guys in their 30s like me that still watch wrestling (laughs) that it's like that good like you just ate a big bowl of soup you get that soup belly and you want to take a nap Oh, and dude, uh, I'm sorry. This will be the last theory I throw at you. I promise, because we're got we've been going for forever now. But uh, I can't help it. I'm excited. This is literally the longest podcast I've done, and I don't know how long. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm oh, enjoying. Man. it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having a I, good time. I'm used to doing the commentary, so we end up going on for forever. But yeah, um, I gotta throw this one at you before we go. What about this? What about Edge? comes back give him a few matches maybe maybe he only wants to do like a small turn say maybe mm-hmm. he wants to just, just do a couple things and if he does he wants to go out pretty soon uh what if you use edge to really make the fiend a bad guy because even the, the one thing with the fiend is is that even though he's you know the bad guy and people were still che- cheering on daniel bryant and all that people were still cheering him and i think people a lot of people are cheering for him so he's not a true villain yet you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what if you set the edge against him and you have this big thing happen and the and first you give Edge a different storyline, let him get, like you said, the feel good story, let him win a big event of some sort. Then you you set him up against the fiend, and then at the end of that, if you wanted to play on that whole storyline, as long as Edge is cool with it and agrees to it, you could have him have the big match with him, and then at the end of it, Fiend seriously injures Edge again puts him literally into retirement forever. And then what you have is you've set up Fiend as not only dangerous and fucked up, but like a true villain. And you give the Edge a really cool send-off, even though, you know, I guess that would be kind of fucked up, though. But no, no, I'm with you. And and to add to your idea, have Edge win and get that feel-good moment at WrestleMania. Then over the summer, building up to SummerSlam, which is supposed to be the second biggest show of the year, uh have like the fiend abduct Beth Phoenix, who is Edge's real wife and wrestling fans know that have him like abduct her and hold, hold her hostage over the entire summer. And then somehow like Edge is trying to find her and that, you know how Bray Wyatt has that creepy vibe and he's like searching for her and he can't find her. And then, you know, finally at SummerSlam, like, like 
Beth Phoenix is is ringside or like in a in a one of those shark cages they have put over the ring or something. But Bray Wyatt like says, you know, if if I beat you, I'll let you have your wife back. So even then, like Edge is still, you know, a prideful man. He wants to win the match. He wants to win the title. But he knows in the end, he has to lose to save his wife. Yeah. Like, I it's, like it. it's, it's super over the top, but it, I mean, you could, I mean, I'd have to fine tune it and really think about it. That was on the spot, but mm-hmm. um, I think something like that would work. And then he still gets that, that good run, that good little run of a couple of matches, you know, and puts the fiend over and makes him an even bigger character. And like you said, probably a true heel because he is fucking like kidnapping people. Yeah, he's got to fuck over somebody that everybody really loves, which mm-hmm. I guess would have been Daniel Bryant, but I don't know. Maybe maybe just didn't do it for me. <laughs> I like the storyline, but I think the edge would be better, especially with his comeback story and all that shit. Yeah. But yeah, well, dude, thanks for coming on here, man, and doing this. This was super it, – it's, it's super nice to just be able to turn this shit on, enjoy it, watch it. Because basically the way I am now is I'm like addicted to – telling everybody how I feel about every goddamn thing just because of the channel. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll go fucking eat like a, 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 a goddamn croissant somewhere or a fucking hot pocket and be like, I don't know, maybe I should write a review about this fucking hot pocket. <laughs> I can't, I can't do anything and not tell people about it. You know, it's just like an addiction, but I'm with you, man. We do one-offs all the time. We did, you know, our top 10 horror films of all time and which we both picked Halloween cause we love it. But, um, you know, I mean, we've talked about doing our top, you know, 10 TV shows, you know, just random stuff. Cause every once in a while, it's nice to break away what you're known for, but just for one show, just cause you get, it gets stale and you gotta, you gotta refine your love for what you're talking about. So every, yeah. every once in a while, it's nice to do something like this. I mean, even though it's what I talk about all the time, but it's nice to even do it with somebody that, you know, doesn't usually talk about it or just a change of pace. Oh yeah, dude. If I didn't have you here to do this with me right now, I would have I would have uploaded this wrestling podcast into the ether and just gotten ripped to goddamn smithereens <laughs> by the dumb shit that I said. So it was really nice. It was comforting to have you there. Um, but and yeah, man, if you if you ever want to do this again, we'll have to get you on here to do another one of these sometimes. I, I know I, I, I hate to make you do double work. Cause I know you guys covered anyway. So I love but, it. It's fine. Well, I, I have to have you back, man. Maybe next time we get Jay on here and uh, we can have a three way. Uh, Ooh. Or, uh, you know, just in maybe general. I, maybe I can get Levi and we can have a four-way. Oh, my God. A menage. No, that's a fucking. That's just. <laughs> <he> isn't it? <laughs> Shit. What do you call it? Hey, guys. Question of the day for all the uh, listeners. Uh, what do you call it when four dudes fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 a good question. Well, I'm, I'll look it up as soon as we finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Urban Just Dictionary. Sure. I got to find this out. Yeah, delete that shit from your browser history before <laughs> you use the computer, though. Yeah, right. That would be a really bad time to go. Like, oh, yeah. no, last I got to yeah, was... explain this. <laughs> when when four men really love each other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, the wrestling got really weird tonight, kids. Um, but that's why that's why it's on pay per view. That's comes right. on after you go to sleep but no thanks man and again everybody heels and quads podcast you're definitely gonna be happy that you subscribe to it check them out for sure and uh, i'm sure you'll hear them on our channel uh at some point again um uh, thanks a lot tommy man i really appreciate you hey thanks for having me on mike all right and i'm gonna do something really awkward and uncomfortable here are you ready as if, as if that would be different from anything else um i'm gonna have to hang up on you because i don't know how else to end the recording <laughs> 
Oh, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I got to piss. <laughs> okay. Oh, I bet you do. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's what I do to Jay all the time. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to end this. So I'm just going to hang I up. I chugged like three bottles of water right before we started, and I uh -huh. peed, and then I'm like, oh, this is going to hit me again. <laughs> it, it's always at the end when I'm just like, I'm like rocking back and forth like, okay. Oh, I love you too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. We'll go take your piss. All right, man. <laughs> Have a good night, man. Thank you. You too. Talk soon. See ya. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. Yeah. You know what? We did review. We watched a movie. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and full plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com.